Warning! This podcast may contain naughty language, including the C-word. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, you've tuned into Shingler's List, where we talk movies, music, trendy news, game sports, current affairs, and anything else that pops into our brains. I'm Dave Shingler, and I'm joined, as always, by the original mud digger, Cleon Bewley. I'm a sandwich, mayo, mustard, relish. Thank you for walking <laughs> into the show. How are you doing, David? I'm, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Yeah, yourself? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Been looking forward to the podcast. I'd feel a lot better if Newcastle weren't getting beat by Man City at the moment, 1-0. <laughs> you know i haven't got the scores up at the moment i had them up last week um i'll get them up now get the live here i i'm not watching the game here at all <laughs> is it gonna be one of them shows yeah 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 if i just start looking down and i start or i jump up and down and start dancing around the room everything could go pear-shaped on the recording at the moment yeah. but we'll see we'll um, see i can't actually oh oh google's not doing me uh not doing me any favors tonight here we are it's your computer. I've just put live uh, Premier League live scores, but um, it, it's telling me there isn't any. It doesn't. It's FA Cup. Oh, well, that, you didn't say it was FA Cup, did you? You know what I... You didn't ask. Yeah, you know what I'm like with football, though. I don't know it's what's going on. not my fault your general knowledge on football is absolutely shocking. Yeah. Absolutely shocking. It is, it is absolutely shocking, but it was never my sport. I was never, I was never a, a massive football fan growing up um i mean the family the family weren't big football fans um you know when, when it came to football we, we were from that end that end of the city we, we were Vale fans um and you know we did go to the, the odd... classier end of the city i like <laughs> we did go to the the odd game every now and then and you know dad took us to uh to wembley when when Vale made it there a few times in the 90s and did you uh, go the one where we won uh, I I went to oh which one the did autoglass. I go? The autoglass. No, no, Steve went the autoglass. Uh, I went the Anglo Italia Cup. Oh mate, uh, I'm sorry. Which was Genoa? Was it Vale Genoa? That one? Yeah, we got we got trounced. Like five two or something. I think it was. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I went to that one. Steve went to autoglass. Um, so you know, but we weren't massive football fans, but. You know what? With with me not being a massive football fan, I had it in my head that I wasn't a big sports fan. I never classed myself growing up as a big fan of sports. And it was only like going into my 20s where I, I realised I was a fan of sports, just not a big fan of football. But, mm. you know, I, I, loved, I loved basketball when I was... Um, um, in my teens. Uh, loved watching basketball, loved playing basketball. Um, the balls. People, um, yeah, the, the, the ball. I mean, my team was the Sonics back in the day. I love the Seattle Supersonics. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, See, I was Jordan all the way. Well, I was proper commercial. That's. I mean, I'm pretty certain my, my, my brother was a uh, a Bulls fan, uh, but he was he always leaned more towards. He loved, he loved like Scotty Pippen. He loved that that his his role in the game. You see. You see, I didn't. I didn't bother with that rubbish. I just went. Yeah, it's Jordan. I'm Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> 
I um, completely sold out as way well, as, as far as basketball went. No, I was I was a, a Sonics guy. I really liked that that team: right. Sean Kemp and uh, Gary Payton, Detlef Schrempf, uh, them guys. Um, you know what? I remember a few years ago actually. I was walking through town, and um, there was. Uh, I was wearing my Oklahoma City Thunder jersey, and it was my uh, oh, it was my alternate jersey. I had to get it imported from from the states. And um, there was a guy, uh, there was a, a, an American uh, Mormon missionary uh, guy in Hanley. Uh, you've seen him in the shirts and the yeah, trousers yeah. and the backpacks, and you know, and and he saw me, and he, we made eye contact. Jesus. And I'm like, "There's there's the mistake. I've made eye contact. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to speak now." And he stopped me, I'm, and I'm, I'm expecting the, you know, I'm expecting the the, the the orgasmo thing, like, hi, we're from the Church of the Latter-day Saints. Um, and <laughs> I love it, that film. It's a fucking brilliant thing. And, uh, and he stopped me, and he, and he just went, dude, where did you get the shirt from? And I'm like, oh, it's, uh, I had it imported, like, from NBA.com. I said, you know, he, he goes, he goes, he goes, I've ne- he says, I've never seen an Oklahoma City Thunder jersey in the uk he says you see the usual you see bulls and you see lakers um and uh, you know you see people wearing like lebron james jerseys whichever team he was in yeah. at the time he says i've never seen a thunder jersey he says I, I, how, how come you're a thunder fan and i was like well i was a sonics fan and if you didn't know uh, the sonics ended up moving to oklahoma through some kind of weird bloody deal that happened and the Seattle got screwed over from what I can gather. But um, so the, the whole team moved to Oklahoma. Um, now, when teams move in basketball, the franchise, the whole thing moves with it. So, uh, uh, you know, the history of the team goes with the team to the new city. Mm. Um, so I just said, you know, I, I was a, I was a Sonics fan and I just followed the team to Oklahoma. Uh, that's why I ended up wearing the jersey. And we literally stood there talking about basketball for about 15 minutes. And then he was like, oh, anyway, he says, I'm, 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 I'm a missionary, so do you want a leaflet? <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. So I just took his leaflet <laughs> off him and yeah, wished, wished him all the best, and, and off I went. But like I say, I never classed myself as a big sports fan because I didn't like football. And in my head, <laughs> I didn't think I was a sports fan because... If you if you like sports, you like football in the UK. You know what I mean. The UK, yeah. it's a, it, football is is the game, isn't it? You know what I mean. But yeah. I love boxing and I love MMA and um, I love basketball. And I know people don't think it's a sport, but I love darts and I like watching snooker. It's not and a sport, David. It is. It's a sport. Um, it's and, not a sport. No, nah, it's a game, but it's a sport. Um, so, <laughs> and I liked uh, I like rugby union and I like all these different sports but never a massive football fan which i suppose is maybe a little bit strange for uh, somebody growing up in the uk but yeah where where my infatuation came from it really was playing it yeah i started to play it before i started to watch it so mine was completely different i was introduced to football at about aged eight uh, by we had a family living next door to us at one point and they all played football, uh, all the same age. One a year, one a year, one two years older, one a year younger, and then another one a year younger. Yeah, that. yeah. And I started in the lads and dads teams with them. Um, to which his dad went on to manage that lads and dads team, and that's how I got into football. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Yeah, just by playing it, and then you start to watch it. And I'm a Newcastle United fan father grandfather yeah, uh, yeah they support him 
But I was always uh, Port Vale. I used to always watch in the local area. One, because Port Vale are black and white more than anything. And I couldn't bear to have red and white stripes touching my skin. Yeah. Um, just because of Newcastle's affiliation the, with yeah, Sunderland. Yeah, the Newcastle Sunderland thing, obviously, the Vale Stoke thing. It's just, I can't have red and white stripes touching my skin. <laughs> even, 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 I play amateur level now, as you know, football, because I'm old and crap. Um, and I still couldn't have red and white stripes touching my skin now. I couldn't play in a shirt that had red and white stripes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I I'm quitting the team. <laughs> My stepfather at the time was a huge Port Vale fan. Yeah. Uh, still is a huge Port Vale fan. I don't know why I'm saying at the time. Um, and we used to go to the matches. And uh, what used to always fascinate me about the local grudges was partly how nasty it came from the Stoke fan side of things. Mm. Uh, from the Port Vale side of things, it was all quite light and banter and happy, uh, go lucky, etc. But from the Stoke City side of things, it was always quite, we're the best, nearly me. Um, and they got to Wembley winning the Autoglass Trophy. And at school, it was always uh, Stoke have got to Wembley, Vale of Rubbish, blah, blah, blah. Even though we were in the similar type of competitive yeah. league at the time. And then Vale all of a sudden went to, a, I think we went Wembley something like four or five times. Was it three or four times? I don't, you know what, it, I don't remember. It was like three or four times. Like, there was a point where we were at Wembley all the time <laughs> and I kind of went, this is nice. It's nice. You know, this, this is nice. We keep winning at Wembley apart from the game you went really. Yeah. That was, yeah, was the time when we got, when they got absolutely battered. And then as I got older, um, I was able to go watch Newcastle United. Um, and that was something I started kicking back in. So, mm. uh, you know, but I've always been, my first team's always been Newcastle United and my second team's always been Port Vale. Um, yeah. Neil Aspin. Neil Aspin. Uh, Neil Aspin. Oh, what a centre-back. Uh, you know, I mean, that was, that was why the team. Why that guy never got a, a bigger contract, I've got no idea. Like, with a bigger team. Yeah, yeah. Watching yeah. him as a centre-back, I used to think, wow. My, that, know, man mounting, Dave. That team... For me, that that team was was the Vale team that I supported. It was Aspin, Ian Bogey, um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Steve Goppy, Robin van der Laan, um, McCartney, Tony Naylor, McCarthy, sorry, uh, it was uh, it was the keeper, Peter Muscle Swan, Muscle White, Muscle White, yeah, with um, van der Vert, uh, van der Laan, yeah, yeah, van der, Laan. Uh, van der Vert. But I started with Vale around the time when Darren Beckford. Mm. Um, was kicking it he was a prolific goal scorer Darren Beckford and Robbie Earl uh, before Robbie Earl went to Wimbledon uh, yeah. Wimbledon fame yeah he was fantastic and he was local to Smallthorne as well um, so it was nice to have a local uh, lad uh, playing for you know Port Vale and doing well and got promoted and then that brought on Neil Aspin and Guppy and you know Steve Guppy got to play for England yeah. yeah, who was the? So, um, we had an an Irish international at the time, and I can't remember his name. For the life of me, it must be McCarthy. McCarthy. Was that? Yeah, it must be. Yeah, of course, be. of course. Yeah, it must be. Um, He's the only Mc 
Yeah, it's the only Mick. He's either that or he's Scottish. I'm trying to pull the team up now, but um, it's not it's not happening. I'm just getting Wikipedia pages. Um, I remember having uh, on the snares. I had World Cup striker on the snares, which was a fantastic game. I love that game, yeah. World Cup striker. And uh, I remember taking out the England team because you could do your custom teams, but you had to lose one of the teams that was already on there. So I always remember taking England out, and I used to rename all the players. Uh, I used to rename England Port Vale. Rename all the players for the Vale players, and then read. You could redesign the strips, um, and uh, so I mean, I would have been about nine, eight, or nine at the time when when that game was out. Um, yeah, because it would have been nineteen ninety four. Yeah, so um, I learned a harsh truth. Go on. In regards to football, through football manager and cheating, <laughs> and cheating, and cheating. So, in the in-game editor yeah. of Football Manager, you can always have a good try. So, I completely rearranged Port Vale's team. I put them all between ages of 18 to 22. I made them all English, and I made them all pretty much Messi-esque. Uh, put them all <laughs> on 20. The, the highest attribute yeah, you yeah. get. So, walking, talking, blah, blah, blah. Everything was at 20. And they had one season, and they all left. <laughs> they all left the big money they all left, left for the big money yeah I couldn't believe it I, I, literally and that was a harsh reality and that's true about football but anyway <laughs> yeah yeah that taught me a big lesson yeah apart um, from two who stayed so that was enough though <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of sport oh shit what Manchester City. Oh team. God! Yeah, I've just you looked over at the well. screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Sterling. Speaking of sport, oh. I was. I, oh, you know what? I've got a couple of things on, on sport this week. Uh, I, I use sport in quotes there because yeah, one of them is um, wrestling, which isn't sport. It's sports entertainment, as Vince McMahon likes to call it. Um, and the other one is Formula One, which is a sport. Uh, Bernie Eccleston has been opening his mouth again, Cleon. Now, we, we, we both know that, that Bernie Eccleston um, is prone to opening his mouth sometimes and saying some things that people kind of go, Oh, Bernie, really? And I've made, I've made the mistake over the last, like, seven days of actually bothering with Twitter. Now... Twitter's fine. Twitter's fine. I've got no issues with Twitter as a platform. Um, nice, short, little snappy comments on there. It's good for promoting things. Um, but it's 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 probably the, the social media platform that I engage with the least. Um, because I find it's, it's very toxic, really. It's, it's a bit... It can be very nasty. I've just read it. Hey? I've literally just read it. What, what he said? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've literally, it's just popped up on my screen. Well, he said something a couple of days ago, and then something else has come out since, which I only read about an hour ago. Um, so I've been trawling through um, Twitter over the last week or so because of what's been happening in wrestling, which I'll get onto in a second. Um, and it and it really does involve trawling and going through other people's comments and reading what people are saying, and and you know every now and then there's a there's a half decent comment of somebody who's trying to articulate a point but when you've only got is it 280 characters now it's more than 140 yeah. now is it 280 characters it is quite hard to articulate a point and the bulk of it is just awful 
bullshit in all fairness. Um, so I'm on Twitter and I see Bernie Eccleston trending. Now, whenever you see somebody who's 89 years old trending on Twitter, you instantly go, oh, fuck, Bernie Eccleston's dead. And you click on it and then you see why he's trending. Now, uh, <clears throat> basically, the headline, on, the headline was Bernie Eccleston says black people are more racist than white people. That's the headline uh, that 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 got pulled out, thinks. and it's and it's very click. It's a very clickbaity headline, and it's and it's something that it's the sort of headline that when enough news um, um, platforms put that headline out, then people will just share the headline without reading the article or watching the video, and that's what was going on. Everybody's clicking, sharing, clicking, sharing. Oh, he wants firing. Firing? He doesn't fucking run F1 anymore. He wants banning from the races. He wants this. He wants that. Blah, blah, blah. Me, 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 me. So, after going through page upon page upon page of, like, trying to find out what is is actually happening and, and being stuck in this Twitter rabbit hole, um, I eventually come across, like, a seven or eight minute interview with Bernie Eccleston. And it's what the quote was taken from. Now, if you actually watch the video, um, he's not being racist at all in the video. He's speaking his mind. Yeah, but he's talking about how he he says... Now, this isn't verbatim because I watched it a few days ago, but he says something along the lines of, personally, I don't understand it. I don't see where people are just people. With black, white, it doesn't matter where you're from, we're just people. I don't, he said, and he says, I don't understand this racism thing. And he's saying it. Now, I, I haven't gone through his fucking history. I don't know if he said anything racist before, um, but this is just what he said in this, in this interview that he just doesn't understand racism and, and why people are racist. And she asks about his opinion on Lewis Hamilton and how Lewis Hamilton's been, he's basically been like um, the poster boy for. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement in Formula One, and and, he, and he's and she said, you know, do do you think that the teams should step up and 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 how do you how do you think Lewis is being? It's a bit like a forced kind of poster boy for Black Lives Matter in Formula One, and and he and he's, he he goes on to talk about basically how great Lewis Hamilton is and what a really good yeah. person he is, and and how he's um how he's special and um and he really bigs lewis hamilton up and, and he's like she says to him did you ever speak to lewis hamilton about race and he's like no because there was no need to because it wasn't a problem it wasn't a thing and then she's like i don't think of lewis as black or anything else he's just lewis he's just lewis, lewis that yeah he's just lewis yeah and then she's What's... she's like do do you think that the teams why do you think the teams aren't um being more vocal about uh like black the black lives matter protest and he just went because they're trying to win races it's and 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 it's like yeah you're right i, I think <laughs> i've I've got to be honest dave i've got to be honest in, in the last week or so it seems to be like a lot of people are kind of going for it yeah they're trying to bait people yeah yeah now into a corner now uh, did you see Piers Morgan try to do it to Dizzy Rascal? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dizzy Rascal completely pulled him, knocked him off his perch, didn't he? Well, he didn't knock him off his perch. He just um, 
Piers Morgan asked him, he said, what, what's your opinion on the Black Lives Matter movement? And he said, what makes you think that I've got an opinion? Um, I don't want to get in the middle of this and I don't want to piss this side off and I don't want yeah, to piss this yeah. side off. But he did. And then, he did, he... And then Piers said, oh, well, oh, you know, you'd be aggressive. He says, oh, no, so now, so now I'm an aggressive black. Yeah, yeah. So and he just you... smiled at him. Yeah. Uh, you're, turning, <laughs> you're turning me into the aggressive black man. Um, and yeah, it was it was great what he said. He said, you know, what am I, the voice of the, the voice of the black people? It's like <laughs> he said, I think you need to speak to such and such over this, and he needs to go and speak there. So uh, Piers Morgan completely went. I'm not the face. I'm a hip hop star. Let's yeah, talk and, about and, this. I'm, Let's yeah, talk about this I, positive. Let's I'm on, carry on from here. But he yeah, said, didn't so. he? I'm on here to talk about such and such, whatever it was he was promoting. That's what I'm here yeah. to talk about. Let's talk about that. And in this interview, she's just like, you can tell she's baiting a bit. And then, yeah. And obviously, Bernie said something a little bit silly there. But in, but that 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 quote is taken completely out of I context. Do. In in the context of the conversation, he's he's basically said, "I have known black people to be more racist than white people." He's not saying that all black people are more racist than white people. He's just known of situations where a black person has been more racist than a white person. And but the and yes, in this current climate, it might be a little bit of a silly thing to say, but it it hasn't come like. It was from he was where he should have shut up, though, Dave. That should have been the end of it, really. Yeah. He did continue to say, it's not my fault, I am white. No, this was a follow-up. I am a little shorter than the next man. I was called Titch at school. This, the, but this, uh, was, this was uh, in response. This, so this is a separate interview. This is what I've read today. And this is a response to the, the backlash from him saying what he yeah. said the other day. Um, I've, I, mean, I, did, I pulled it up. Uh, on my phone earlier. Is it something I should do about it? People should look after themselves. I think he. I think when he said the first part, I think he should have just shut up. Yeah. There's no need to respond. Turn your phone off. Go put your phone in the loft. <laughs> you know? Go for a walk. Are Don't you, respond to the comments. He said he didn't he? Like he, he's, he said uh, Eccleston said I'm not anti-black people. Quite the opposite. I've always been very much in favour. <laughs> of the, I've, always been know, very, but, I've always been very much in favour of the black man. <laughs> Sounds a little bit I'm like not, a bloody slaver there, doesn't he? It's I like, know, I know. Well, I've always liked him. Um, That's where he should have shut up. And it's like, You're 89 years old. Go enjoy your 39-year-old missus or however old she is yeah. and just kick back and relax. In fact, Lewis's dad wanted to go into business with me he made some nice rowing machines and it's like is that the oh. is that the million the, the billionaire's equivalent of saying i've got loads of black friends <laughs> i'm not sure yeah. I, I, sure up bernie i genuinely think like i mean he's made his own bed and he has to lie in it because he's said loads of stupid things in the past but i genuinely think that in this instant that con that quote's been taken out of context and it's been Massive. blown up, and then he's had to come back out and open his mouth again, which was just a big mistake, really, because he's just going to get blown out of context again. Um, and unfortunately, the social media masses are not people like you and are not people like me who will sit in the middle and see things as they are. It's either, you know, you want... It's this way or no way at all, and that's that's the social media masses right there. Oh, you know I've got a large rant under my belly somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, the other sporting thing, the the the, w, <laughs> the WWE situation. Uh, I've now, been gagged. 
two. <laughs> no, no, you, you're coming back with that. Don't worry about that. Um, the um, the a couple of weeks ago, uh, for the listeners, a couple of weeks ago, I messaged Cleon and I'm like, dude, it's all going off in the wrestling scene, the British wrestling scene, or Brit Ress as it's known. It's all going off in the Brit Ress scene. Cleon's like, how do you mean? And I'm like, abuse. Cleon's like, what sort of abuse? And I'm like, the worst kind of abuse. The horrible abuse. So, a couple of weeks ago, it might even be a week ago, about a week and a half ago, something like that, uh, this huge hashtag speaking out scandal started on Twitter. Um, and basically, like f- a massive chunk of the British wrestling scene, um, uh, male British wrestlers are being called out for basically just being everything from um, abusive... Uh, in, in a violent way, in a, a mentally abusive way, to sexual assault, to rape, um, and name after name after name after name after name has been coming out. And it, the police, it's in the hands of the police and apparently different police um, departments, departments, that the word I'm looking for, um, yeah. are, are working together to try and gather as much evidence as they can. Um, the, the, the wrestling organizations themselves are, are taking things in their own hands by suspending people, firing people, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Now, I spent a few hours trawling through Twitter and reading people's accounts and reading what they've got to say. And there, some of them on there are absolutely horrible, horrible to read. Now, don't get me wrong. There's also a few on there where I'm going, hmm, did that actually happen? Because that just sounds a little bit like you're jumping on the bandwagon to me. I wasn't mm. there. I don't know. But, you know, and this is this is the problem with situations like this and why people choose not to speak out sometimes because for you know for everybody that's speaking out you, there's always going to be somebody that's just trying to get attention and that's why it's never looked upon seriously enough as it should be but all these names have come out now the WWE I have, don't know I I don't know how any of this can be proved in a court of law and that's the thing it's proven it into you know I, what I, I mean um, but there's some horrible stories. Not that there. I advocated. Not that I advocated. No, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but the WWE have, have, have already um, uh, fired Jack Gallagher. They've got rid of him. Um, Jimmy Havoc, who is another name that came up. Now these are all alleged. You know, they're not. Nothing's been proven. These are names of uh, that have come out with alleged abuse. But Jimmy Havoc's another one. He's been uh, suspended by AEW and sent to rehab. Um, they, they've not fired him, they've sent him to rehab, he's got, um, uh, I don't know whether it's uh, drug and alcohol issues, uh, and they want him to get through his rehab first before they deal with it. Um, Sammy Guevara, he's a very, very good, young, talented wrestler, um, massive future in the business if you ask me, uh, teaming with Chris Jericho at the moment, um, a podcast from four years ago has come out to light where he said... Uh, when he saw Sasha Banks, uh, current WWE female tag team champion, uh, he wanted to rape her. And this came out in a podcast. I think the more alarming thing about that is he wasn't called up on it by the the guy presenting the show. It just carried on. Um, so he's now been, um, he's been suspended from AEW without pay. And the AEW are donating his pay to some women's institute 
Um, it's a cold motherfucker to rob someone of the dignity. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, organisations are stepping up and, and doing things about it. Um, Matt Riddle was another name that came out. However, this is something that's been going on for a few years with Matt Riddle. And the difference between Matt Riddle and, let's say, Jack Gallagher in the WWE is when Matt Riddle signed with WWE, he made them more than aware of what was going on because he's claiming that the woman who's come out and made allegations against him is a crazy fucking cyber, cyber stalker and none of it's true and lawyers are already involved the wwe were already aware of it so they're comfortable with it they're like we already know about this we knew that something mm. might come out they're letting him carry on work um now in amongst all this is a guy called um patrick clark um patrick clark more commonly known now as the valveteen dream now i've spoke about mm-hmm. the valveteen dream before such such a fantastic character when it comes to professional wrestling now a few months ago somebody came out and said that basically he was a groomer and that he'd been grooming him and he'd been sending dick pics and he had all this evidence and it kind of got brushed under the table nothing really got solved or proved and people online were saying that's not his account, that it's this is all fake, it's been made up, or his account got hacked. And the WWE didn't do anything about it. He still he still headlined the NXT um in your house uh, takeover. And it seemed to just go away as if there was no not enough evidence, nobody was charged. It's it, I don't know if he got passed off as it is it being fake, I don't know. However, with all this speaking out thing that's come out, two more people have now come forward and said he did it to us as well. And there's a whole bunch of text message, a Facebook message or Instagram message um, screenshots that have now hit Twitter that seem to corroborate with the original accuser's um, evidence. And it all seems to add up and line up. Now, there's been um a, a leak in the wrestling industry that have gone out to wrestling podcasts and, and whatnot that basically say the wwe have now got wind of this and they are doing something about it and the they're suspecting that valveteen dream will be fired tomorrow so monday the uh, 29th i think that is tomorrow um we're expecting news that valveteen dream is going to be released from wwe um now like i say this once again this is all allegations nothing's been proven but and like another two people have now come out that this guy who valveteen dreams only in his early 20s he's got his whole goddamn career ahead of him it's, he's really good really good character really good in the ring but it turns out basically looks like he's been nonsense um and well, you can't at the at the end of the day, if you've got enough evidence against him, you've got enough messages against him, fire him, let's get him to court, let's get him charged, and let's get him mm. in the nonce prison. Well, this is the thing. Uh, the, the, like Enzo Amore, when he still worked for WWE, he had... Um, wrong with wrestling? He, he ended up being arrested and, and going into court. He got accused of rape. Um, and he got found not guilty. Uh, and it turns out this... You know, apparently this woman who accused him was a fucking nutcase, and it was all made up. But... 
because Enzo didn't go to the WWE and say, look, this has happened, this is what I'm being accused of, it's not true, because he didn't like openly go to them and say, you need to know this is happening, when mm. it all came out, the WWE just released him. They went, no, you're gone, we're releasing you. Yep. If he'd have gone to them and said, this is happening, I'm going to end up in court, blah, 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 they probably wouldn't have released him, they probably would have just taken him off TV for a bit. And then when he was found not guilty, just brought him back. But -hmm. because he wasn't open with them, then that's why he got released. This is why why Matt Reddle's still working for them, because he's been open about everything. He said, look, this is something that's happened in the last couple of years. You know, lawyers are dealing with it, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, it looks like Patrick Clark, as of next week, will potentially be released. And, you know, obviously I would like to see whether there is enough evidence for him to be arrested, charged, I just simply don't know, but if you were another wrestling organization, would you pick him up? Would no. you hire him? You know, is that no. would he, is he just going to end up on the low budget independence of which there is no low budget independence anymore because of COVID nineteen? He'll just he'll just fizzle out because you can't have people like that, regardless of the talents. You can't have people no. like that working on your brand. If you've got people in the backstage working, you've got to safeguard those individuals. And if there's a, a 5% chance, or not 5% crash, that's too high. If there's a 1% chance that you're yeah. putting one of those people in danger, you safeguard it, so you've got to cut it out. So I don't think he'll ever work again. Any of them. Mm. It's I'm just absolutely shocked by it, if you want me to be honest. It's, uh, it's disgusting. Del Rio, Alberto Del Rio. Oh, he's been... Uh, there's always what been... The yeah. Fudge. I mean, that that's, I that's mean. completely... And that is completely unrelated to everything that's come out. That's already, like, you know, been in, almost kind of been and gone. Um, I know, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I've never liked Alberto Del Rio um, as a character, as a wrestler, as a person. Stories that I've read about him, and especially when he was when he was dating Paige. Um, all that that happened with them, it was so fucking weird. And it was like, he's definitely a wrong one. There was definitely something about him that, that was a wrong one. Um, I mean, I've got to be honest, I can't even talk about what he's done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how bad he is. We can't really talk about that. We're not on, on this show. That's how bad it is. Mm. You know, he's the Jimmy Savile. Um, he's the Weinstein of this scandal. But it's just, it's just a really dark and horrible time for wrestling, especially British wrestling. Um, it looks like WWE are going to close NXT UK. You know, the whole British wrestling scene has just been thrown up in the air. And I, I genuinely, genuinely hope that these people are brought to justice over it. And mm-hmm. and for every for every every woman that's gone on Twitter and told their story, um, fucking hats off to them. You know what I mean? Hats because that it takes some it takes some doing, especially in in an industry that apparently is as fucking horrible as it is. Um, you know, hats off to all of them. And for everybody that's gone on there just for attention, you lot can fuck off, um, <laughs> basically. Because there is, if you, if you sit on Twitter, hashtag speaking out, and just go through all of them, the ones, there are so many that are just like, that. that's a non-story. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. But, Looking for the retweets yeah, and the likes. But the other ones are just horrible. Absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. Um so a real dark time for wrestling, and wrestling at the moment's awful anyway. 
You know what I mean? It's the products aren't very good. AW's, oh, it's crap without a crowd, isn't it? Well, AEW's not doing a bad job. They're doing all right. Um, the oh, WWE's no, product, crap, the WWE's products awful. Uh, New Japan's back, and that's not too bad. It's Impact are doing some pretty good stuff, but nobody cares about Impact anymore. Um, no, it's the ring mic, the mic presence with no crowd is crap, isn't it? The mm. camera works crap. They need to bring the cameras in closer so the actual, the person can stop talking to the empty seats and start talking to the camera. Yeah, it's I, really bad. It's I, really bad. Who are they talking to when they're well, walking around in the ring? Well, no that's the thing. There. That's the thing as well. The, the the new WWE wrestlers. That's how they've been taught. They've been taught to fucking. Um, Who are you talking to? Well, they've been they've been taught to go and and talk to the crowd. So when you get new wrestlers in, and that happens. No, and I, it's I, weird. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Dave. So, so Randy Orton, he goes off. Hold on a minute. Randy Orton, he goes off and voices in my head. They yeah. talk to me. They and he walks down and gives it all that. He's got the mic in his hand. So if you've got a camera here and a camera here, why don't they just say to Randy Orton, speak to said camera? Yeah, and speak to said camera. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, one hundred percent. Instead, instead, what he's doing, he's walking around the ring, doing his in-ring promo, which I think, until this event from WWE, has been magnificent. Yeah, and he's walking around the ring, talking basically to empty seats. He, he look, the product yeah. looks crap. Yeah, and you're right, you're right. There's no other, there's no other way to explain it. it looks, it's it looks proper gone cheap. It's gone cheap. It's gone really cheap. It's even on Channel Five. Yeah, the highlights, highlight that, shows. Yeah, that yeah. shows yeah. you how cheap it's gone at this moment in time. Wrestling, it's 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 pro- It's gone really I mean, they, downhill. They must the product's have, gone crap, mate. They must have lost some viewers when they moved over to BT Sport. In all fairness, because they're not on Sky anymore, are they? They're on BT Sport now. Um, yeah, but the product shit. Anyway, I, I've not been watching it. I've I've say I think I say this every week. I've not watched um, weekly episodic. WWE programming for months and months now. I'll, I'll stay up to date with the pay-per-views and I'll listen to podcasts and stuff to stay up to date with what's going on, but that's about it. Like I say, AEW's keeping me interested. Um, so this, all that's happened with the WWE at this moment in time is they beat bits in the arse, bit in the arse, from basically all they do, all they do the WWE, when they're having a bit of a lull and the story's getting good, they wheel out a 40-year-old Goldberg or Steve Austin or whoever, mm. or Undertaker. And these are all fantastic wrestlers, by the way. But retired guys. And let's, let's, let's move this through. They don't seem to... And now they're getting bit in the arse because these guys are all older now. And they've got no coming up acts that have come through. The last act I think yeah. they brought through was Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To make him big, to make him big was Roman Reigns. I mean, go back to the attitude of you. There was six or seven of the big guys. Mm. And I don't mean the most big muscly guys. I mean, yeah. um, your big personalities. I mean, mm. The Rock, the Rock, Steve Austin, Austin Triple Shawn Michaels, H. Triple H, yeah, yeah, Taker. Um, Taker. The, you know. the problem is that's not moved on. Yeah. In the last, well, wrestling's pretty much the same now to me in the last 20 years. I think the only one... It's not overly changed in character-wise. The only one, really, to come out of the um, post-Attitude Era, for me, that stood the test of time, was John Cena. I thought Cena was... I thought Cena... I remember his running with JBL. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. I watched them do a... Oh, was it a car park fight? or It was in one of the main mm, events anyway. Yeah. I watched them do a car park fight or something. And it was amazing. Yeah. They really Sorry, did not kick just, the crap out of each not, other. Not just seeing a Randy Orton as well. Um, you know, them two guys have, have stood oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, test yeah. of time, you know what I mean? And obviously Edge retired and now he's back. Um, and he's fucking shredded as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, guys like that. But, he, but even Ed, Ed, Edge was around in the Attitude Era, you know what I mean? He was there with the brood and, um, and you know, Edge and Christian as, as a tag team, but he came through that ruthless aggression era as a singles guy. Um, but really, you know, you've got all them names from the Attitude Era and pre-Attitude Era as well. Um, and from ruthless aggression, you've got, what, Cena, Orton, uh, any other main eventers? You know what I mean? Because you've still got you've you've still got guys there like Dolph Ziggler and um, Kofi Kingston and whatnot. They're all still about. Um, You know, go forward a few more years. CM Punk, another guy. You know that'd get a huge pop, but that's about it. But heavyweight, yeah. You know, big, big. uh, And now you've got none. You've got Roman Reigns that they've built up, but you know the fans got bored of him. Uh, I love Roman Reigns. Um, it, yeah, I've never seen a bad match. He always puts on um, five star matches, and he just needs to not talk. You know, he's massive. He's Samoan. Go round to the ring, beat the crap out of somebody, walk off. That's all you need to do. Um, dead, dead simple. He's the Davy Beckham of wrestling. Yeah, just don't fucking talk. Just go down, hit somebody, and walk off. That's all you need to do. I do like Drew McIntyre. You know, he he was another one that you know years ago. Too much, too soon. Then he disappears, he finds himself on the independent scene, and then he comes back, and he's an absolute beast. I love Drew McIntyre. He he will be, he will be, um, you know, this era's big name in 15 years' time. Mm. You know, you'll you'll call somebody back from this era, and it'll be Drew McIntyre, it'll be Roman Reigns, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think they're trying to push Baron Corbin, but he I, just I was isn't disappointed growing on they me. didn't do much more with Finn Balor. And that is all bad luck because of that shoulder injury. The, the first yeah. person to win the Universal title, and then he has to get rid of it the next day because of the shoulder injury. And apparently, mm. Vince didn't really like him because he's dead small, and he is really small. But I love Finn Balor. I love all his stuff as, uh, in New Japan as Prince Devitt and in the Bullet Club. Um, and I think him going back to NXT was definitely the best move for him. Uh, have him down there, you know, wrestling guys like Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano and whatnot. He fits in really mm. well there. Uh, he fits in really well on that brand. Um, so, you know, that move was probably best because I don't think he was ever going to get another big push in um, yeah. on Raw or SmackDown. So... Coronavirus update for the local area, Dave. Oh, God. Have we ever done local area for coronavirus? We've never done local area. I was thinking about this for the coronavirus or C18. C19. I know we couldn't do the one and the nine, remember? Okay. Go back to previous podcast, Dave. Come on. All right. right. So, anyway, local. Uh, Stoke on Trent. We've had 863 confirmed cases out of a, lo- out of a local population of 256,375. Okay. 
We've had 180 coronavirus-related deaths, and this is up to the 12th of June, by the right, way. Right, okay. How many, how many was that? 180. 180. Right. 180 COVID, coronavirus <laughs> related deaths. 180. And I don't get this figure. You might have to explain this to me. 19% of all deaths involved coronavirus. What? That makes no sense. Mm. So let me read these figures out again. Okay, okay. okay. So this is, this is the BBC website. How many cases and deaths in your area? Put that on Google. It'll bring up the same thing I'm looking at. And it'll say Stoke-on-Trent, 863 out of the population of 250,000 and a bit. 180 cases or 180 related deaths. And 90%, 19% of all deaths involved coronavirus between 29th of February and the 12th of June. Oh, so yeah, what it's saying is between... Is it saying that all the deaths in Stoke between February and June, 19% of them was coronavirus? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's saying. Okay. 180. So there's a... We've had 180 deaths. Yeah, in Stoke. Have we not had, like, one of the lowest... Yeah. ...in the country here in Stoke? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're quite low, actually. Because, is that, uh, is that because we don't like to leave the area? <laughs> it's very, it's very hard to get a Stokey out of Stoke, you know what I mean? Unless it's we're real. We'll go, we'll go real, but we won't go anywhere else. <laughs> and we're not allowed to go real. Not yet, not yet, but apparently um, from July the 13th, I want to say, they're lifting the restrictions. So as it stands in Wales, you can only travel a maximum of five miles away from your home, um, so which means if we were to enter Wales, we could only go five miles past the border before we'd have to stop or come back. Um, so we, we couldn't get to Rill. Uh, but from the, from the 13th, I think they're reopening leisure and tourism in wales but it's all going to be self-contained so you can have self-contained holidays so maybe a caravan but you've got to stay there basically um you know so i mean i don't know how i don't know how the the, the point the walks out and that's exactly what i said as well like you know what i mean i can stay in my own house you know what i mean in and, my own house yeah it's I understand that some people just like to get away, um, and you know, get away from their from their from the hometown for a week. And it doesn't matter what they do, as long as they're out of the, out of the area, they stop in a, a hotel, a caravan, a, a campsite, yeah. whatever. And I understand that some people like that, but for me, I like if I if I am going on holiday, I like doing stuff. You know what I mean? So I don't just want to stay in the caravan or the campsite or the hotel. You know, I want to go out and do stuff. And if places are closed, if restaurants are closed, or if there's still strict, like, um, you know, social distancing guidance in restaurants, and you can't get in anywhere, and it's not comfortable, and the fairgrounds are closed, and the arcades are closed, especially if it's North Wales, you know what I yeah. mean? And, and and I just don't see the point What's in, the point going, in yeah, going, you know what I mean? To, to like, kind of leave your caravan to go for a walk outside to then come back 
and sit inside well i'd much rather just go for a day trip you know what i mean i'd rather just drive to blackpool for the day well i don't see the point i I understand going it'd be nice to go for the day to go and walk on the beach to go and have a little bit of paddling pool and go you know go for a mess around with the kids and all that stuff but i don't understand the need to go and stay there i think that's just a bit of a waste of money especially since nothing's open and that's what i mean if if things were open you can go out and you can do stuff and you can go Mm. to the arcades and whatnot then fair enough because you can do something different every day you know what I mean? You can go to the arcades one day, go to the beach the next day, go to the fairground the yeah. next day, drive to Land Dodno the next day. You know what I mean? If there's always something to do, and then if there's restaurants and pubs and stuff, you can get some grub, or even if there's, you know, the chippies, the takeaways, whatever, uh, which, you know, they, they should be open, but, um, you know, whereas at the, in, August, in August, for a caravan... And this is like this is a private caravan. So if if you know some, if you know people have a, they've got their own private caravans, but then they hire them out for holidays, you're looking for seven days or on average about four hundred quid for the week. Yeah. Um, for a caravan yeah. in North Wales, I would much rather take that four hundred quid and spend it on leisure activities. So you know, if all completely I'm, agree. Yeah, if all I'm going to be doing is stopping in a caravan. I'd much rather just stop at home, and the 400 quid that I've spent on that caravan, I can now spend on a trip to Blackpool, uh, a trip to to Manchester shopping, a trip to where the fuck ever, you know what I mean? (laughs) And I've got an extra 400 quid to... To to spend, um, you know, in in the in the shops at the beach on um, candy floss, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm. I just, I just, no, I, just I, I agree. It. I don't see the point in going. Uh, go to the tennis court at Tunstall Park or something. Just go somewhere else and enjoy whatever you enjoy doing. Yeah, I don't see the point in needing to go to Rill um, for the sake of just what staying in a caravan. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right, David. Looking at a different wall, um, I think is the same as looking at a different wall anywhere. I think if the pubs are open, like they are in England, I think that's a different argument. Yeah, but, if you've got things to do and places to go, like I say, it's it's sad, yeah, but, but to just be self-contained. It's so closed. Me and the missus, oh, Dave, speaking of not much to do. <laughs> oh, let me tell thee. So, me and the missus, we had not much to do last night because for the first time in 11 weeks, 12 weeks, 13 weeks, it's been a long time, Dave. Yeah, yeah. The kids, the kids went and stayed at their grandparents' house. <gasps> Have you got a bubble? Are they in your bubble? They are in my bubble, Dave. <laughs> they are in the bubble. They are in the bubble. So, anyway, we dropped them off early doors. Well, actually, Nanny came and picked them up early doors and it was fantastic and we went... <sighs> What shall we do? Shall we? Oh. Shall... Oh. There's nothing <laughs> There's to do. There's nothing to do. <laughs> but, uh, <coughs> shall we? Oh. So what we did, Dave, we had a bit of an adventurous day. We went B&M. Oh. Uh, we went Asti. Oh. <laughs> we went Marks and Spencers. We, we basically did a tour. I went uh, Bargain World in Tunstall, oh, right. hence, hence why this is all standing up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Uh, there's some marvellous things for sale at Bargain in World Bargain Tunstall. World. I've, I've, I've got to be honest with you, Dave. There's some stuff in there that you're never going to need. <laughs> there's a body stocking 
Right, so it's a pink body stocking. And I thought, I'll get this for Jodie for a laugh. And I picked it up. I haven't even told this. I haven't even told her this yet. And I was looking at it laughing because it had a choke collar. Right. In his chain. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. And it was like a, a latex or a PVC pink body stocking thing number. Yeah, yeah. £5.99. £5.99. Get Mate, that out of the bag. You, sh- you should have bought it and wore it yourself just for this show. <laughs> I, I, look, I, I looked at it and I was laughing my head off. And I just saw somebody looking at me when I was looking at it. I thought, oh God, I'll put that back. <laughs> and ran off dead sharpish around the corner. I was like, oh no, someone's going to see me doing this. So anyway, there's ashtrays. There's many, many 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 different ideas for ashtrays you can get at this bargain wheel mate it's fantastic um you can get various amounts of screwdrivers for various prices mm-hmm. um I, lighters oh my god the lighters dave for some reason there's four billion li- different display of lighters for sale were any of them as good as the lighter you bought back from rome no <laughs> Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we went home with a cheese board. Uh, oh, and celebrated mate. Pride. Cheese board. I've been craving a cheese board for So weeks. we got three bottles of red wine. We got a massive cheese board, a load of nibbles. Oh, mate. And we celebrated Pride by watching that Eurovision thing on uh, Netflix. Oh, with the Will, Will Ferrell. Yeah, it's on my list. It's on my yeah, list. It's, it's, it's very... Have you seen semi-pro? No. Uh, it's very semi-pro. It's a Will okay. Ferrell movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, not Ferrell, like, so. it's not like the ones he did with Kevin Hart where it's a buddy film and blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's very much of a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get what you're given. Yeah. No, I look forward it's, to that. I look forward it's, to it's that. Right. Yeah, I, I think I do like Will Ferrell. I like Will Ferrell films. Um, it's no Anchorman. No, no, but it's going to t- Anchorman's going to take some topping though, isn't it? That's like that is yeah. a fucking film. That's brilliant. Um, we finished. We finished the Mission Impossibles. Did you? Yes, Which one's your favourite then, out of all of them up to date? Do you know what? Um, I liked. Let's have a review. I liked how. Um, three kind of introduced the new recurring characters, you know, with Simon Pegg and whatnot. But um, I, the last two were both very, very good. Uh, Rogue Nation's really good. I mean, as soon as it started, I remembered it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, I remember what happens to this one. This one's a good one. I enjoy this one. Um, so, yeah, five. Rogue Nation is really, really good. But the last one, Fallout, very, very impressed. Yeah. Um, very impressed. Uh, uh, Henry Cavill is very good in it. Um, mm, it, it's, uh, I think... Uh, apart from you see where he breaks his ankle on the building. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Because I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, that that was how long was he out for with that with the film? He was out for a remember. while. Yeah. He was out for um, a while because the film had to be put on hold. Yeah, uh, hence Superman having his moustache. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that with the fucking the dodgy CG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was sitting in the cinema looking at it, going. What the fuck? fuck? Looking at you. Fuck you, Tom Cruise. What's this? <laughs> What's this awfulness? Um, but no, I think apart from, I think one is is its own film. You know, it's a mid nineteen ninety five spy action film, and you can tell. Mm. 
Uh, as we discussed um, the, the the other week, uh, two's crap. Uh, but then from th- from three onwards, I just think they get better. Like I said last week, like the later Fast and Furious films, they just get better the more they keep mm. bringing out. Um, and so, yeah. Have you watched Hobbs and Shaw yet? Just on that. No, I haven't. No, 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 no. Um, okay. We were we were doing the Mission Impossible films, weren't we? So we're, now they're all out of the way. We can start new things. Um, but no, yeah, they were. I think they've just got be- they've got better as they've gone on. And the last two, five and six, uh, very yeah. good. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, to next year's now, as long as it's on schedule to finish for next year. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, seven and eight both confirmed. Do you know what I'm looking forward to next year? Go on, just being able to go for a walk. <laughs> no, Batman. Just having a shop that's open. Batman. Batman. Um, yeah. I'll back Patterson. Yes. No. 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 I've, like I said last week, I've got nothing against DC superhero films. I will watch every single one of them with an open mind. And oh, and like when 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 Affleck got the Batman role, I was like, oh, this could be good. He's got the right jawline. He's going to look good. That um, fight scene at the end of Batman v Superman where he goes and rescues Superman's mother is immense. That's proper Batman, that is. That is immense. That's some brilliant Batman It's a shame the rest of the film, shit. <laughs> Shut up. I think that is an amazing film. I stand by that film. Um, the the, the full-length version of that film, I think, is impeccable. I don't yeah. care. I think it's great. It's got a bit of Bruce Wayne being the detective. Granted, it's not all yellow and blue and yeah. red. And things flying around and all that type of stuff. It's got a bit of detective work from the Bruce Wayne, where he's you know he's pen, he's going into Lex Luthor's organization and he's finding out about the metahumans, etc. And it's got the it kind of forms the Justice League. The problem was it just didn't do it well enough because he didn't capture the youth. Yeah. He went straight for capturing the DC fans. So whereas I like seeing Bruce yeah, Wayne yeah, yeah. being the detective because I think there's too much Batman, what the world wants to see is more Batman. Yeah. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah, 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 I'm with you. Ben Affleck running round where not Ben Affleck being Bruce Wayne. Being Bruce Wayne. So that's where it went a bit wrong. Mm. I, am, I think the tone was brilliant. I am looking forward to Patterson. Um, so let's see what he brings to the table. I also read this week um, that apparently for the... Um, was it the Flash series? Mm-hmm. I might be wrong. Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael. Michael Keating. Yeah, they're, they're apparently they're in talks with Keaton to play um, Bruce Wayne. He's on. He's on. Has he's he has he been up. confirmed? It's been confirmed. Oh, it's been confirmed. Well, that'll be interesting. That'll that'll bring all the fanboys back, won't it? Hey. Yeah, it's just a nice flashpoint um, because he goes to an alternate universe where Batman's older, etc. Yeah, that'll be played. It'll only be about five minute segments. If that, all of this will be roughly a five-minute segment the where Michael part. Keaton will just have a Batman outfit on and he'll just probably say, hey, Flash, and that'll be it. <laughs> but it'd be nice, nice little Flash. Like in, like in the Justice League, Justice League film when they, when they talk about penguins. Um, yeah. The wind-up yeah, penguins, yeah. you know, nice little flashbacks. So, Cleon. David. Unless you've got anything else to bring up, it's time to wrap the show up, dude. Newcastle nil, Man City two. <laughs> I know. I've just, you might have seen my face wince because I brought the tab up and saw the score. 
And as of Sunday the 28th, after 12 weeks, the Newcastle takeover still hasn't happened. <laughs> it's still in the director's checks, uh, waiting for the money to be transferred. How long does it take transfers? 300 million odd, Dave. Well, I mean, is it I, like the normal two days? According to the according to these these Mission Impossible films I've been watching, it's instant, dude. You just like it just happens. That's what I mean. Um, <laughs> what, what type of banking app are these guys using? What what are the Saudis using? Are they are they importing the money brick by brick or something? <laughs> what, is, it, is it in gold bullion? Uh, what are you doing, guys? What's the Premier League doing? Come on, Newcastle are in limbo. Are you, yeah, they have got something to add, actually, Dave. Newcastle are in fucking limbo. Because we're, <laughs> because we're being taken over by the Newcastle director's uh, test by the Premier League. It's pathetic. It's been going on now for about, what, six weeks? Just let the richest people in the world take over my football club. Let's <laughs> let the good times roll. Stop preventing it. Let it happen. Do you, do you, know, what we, do you know what we haven't mentioned? What, day? And we, only, we really only have to say a couple of sentences on this. Go on. It's finally there, yeah? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that today. And that's it. That's all that's all we know, have to say on it. Like... <laughs> do you know? No, we've got to talk about it. Oh. So, Liverpool... For, oh, go on, I'll do it. I'll do it, Dave. I'll do it. Congratulations, Liverpool Football Club, on your first Premier League uh, title. Well done. They've been immense in all fairness. They've won the European Cup. Uh, the, you know, they, they've won all the... They've won... What have they won this season apart from the Premier League? They haven't won the FA Cup because uh, that's still going on. Uh, in, the, in the Super Cup, the Europa... The Europa Super League. So congratulations, Liverpool. Mm. Uh, sorry, they didn't win the European Cup this year. They've been knocked out by Atletico Madrid. So well done on winning the title. Um, yeah, sorry, I can't really talk about it. It's it's no. difficult, Dave. It's, it's difficult to talk fine. about. You only have to take the wheel, mate. I don't really want to. I just I've been in the hole. I, I you know, I, I feel like it needed to be mentioned. You know, a couple of games oh. back into the season, and they've they've, they've they've done it. Do you know what? I, what, what I was? Th- I've been in a fucking hole. This has been my sanctuary. This whole life away from Liverpool fans, and you've gone and brought it up, Dave, yeah. and brought it back to my mind. That's what I do. Um, one of the things <laughs> um, that I did. The BBC were, I think it was the BBC, were full on playing on the 30 years of Hurt tagline, you know, from yeah. the 30 years of Hurt. I'm pretty certain in them 30 years, Liverpool, as much as they haven't won the Premier League, they've won some Champions Leagues and they've won other things. It's not really they've won been, everything It's else. not really been 30 years of Hurt, has it, in all fairness. Like, no, they've no, done pretty they've well. They've done the pretty meantime. well for themselves, you know. Yeah. But congratulations to Liverpool anyway. Let's see. Uh, Let's see if you do a last Anyway, on that note, let's wrap it up for the Ooh. week. Um, big thanks to everybody that listens week in and week out. Uh, you guys are awesome once again, and I know I've said this for the last couple of weeks. Um, subscriptions are going up, so I really appreciate Wait. if uh, anybody that's spreading the word, anybody that's telling the friends to, to give us a listen, uh, thank you very much because we're getting more lessons as the weeks go on. So um, that's fucking brilliant, you know. Two two guys from Stoke who do this for a bit of a laugh, and it's nice to see people actually enjoy listening to the show. They either enjoy listening to us or they just enjoy moaning about us. It's one of the two. But either way, thanks for listening. Um, 
You can catch us wherever podcasts are available. All good uh, podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher and Google Podcasts and SoundCloud. We're on all of them. Uh, if you don't like using podcasting apps for any reason, we also upload the shows to YouTube. Um, give us a follow on our social media. On Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash podcast. On Twitter, it's at ShinglersLessPC. You can follow me at ShinglerMVOC. You can follow Cleon at KLBewley. You guys are awesome, and we will see you next time.